In the heart of the state of the art, at the dawn of the next stage in entertainment, you found no proscenium. indeed found no proscenium the voice of everything immersive i'm your host noah nelson and welcome to episode 391 this week on the show evan Nyden, the founder of candlehouse collective the makers of telephone-based experiences like the award-winning claws and the serialized lennox mutual is here Evan and I go one-on-one in this episode, but keep your ears on the feed for some bonus material soon that features a deep dive with the review crew and the Candlehouse Collective on Lennox Mutual. But before we get into today's episode, we've got a fun announcement about our first pillar sponsor for the Next Stage Immersive Summit coming up at the top of June, yes, June 2nd through 4th here in Los Angeles. Now, For as long as there have been gatherings of the immersive creative community, Meow Wolf, the arts and entertainment company based in Santa Fe, New Mexico, whose mission is to inspire creativity through art, exploration, and play, have been there as an incredible ally and cheerleader. We are excited to announce that Meow Wolf has come aboard as our first pillar sponsor for the 2023 Next Stage Immersive Summit, sponsoring the sessions that build on the next generation of creators and audiences pillar. This year's Pillar Sessions will take badge holders on a journey through the cutting edge and emerging trends in immersive and experiential work, from innovations in immersive gaming to how the next generation of artists is being trained. Through this sponsorship, Meow Wolf is once again playing a big role in bringing our summit to life, making it possible for us to gather the dynamic voices who will be part of our weekend-long conversation that will shape the future of immersive art and entertainment. Our attendees will also have a chance to talk with members of Meow Wolf's narrative team, as well as the company's vice president of social and environmental impact. We're proud to work alongside Meow Wolf in order to bring you this next great gathering of the immersive creative community. Badges are on sale now, and the supply, it's dwindling. So act now before they are gone. All right. It's also time for a rather significant Patreon update, one that starts with bad news and then swiftly turns good. We slipped below the 3K a month mark. That not-so-magical number that is keeping a roof over my head, gas in the tank, and the creditors at bay, that happened earlier this week, and so we put an emergency shout-out, and folks really stepped up to answer the call. We have new and returning backers this time, Steph Perita, Matt Keezer, Rachel Ginsberg, Megan Westerby, and Quinn Leary. We had pledge bumps from Toshihu, Alex Coulomb, Carol Murphy, and the Ministry of Peculiarities, and even a brand new sustaining backer in the form of Kurt Collins, an old colleague of mine who I'm really honored has jumped in at that level. This has stabilized the patient, uh, being me, and put us at 429 backers and $3,078 a month, which keeps the thought of putting the newsletter behind a paywall out of mind. Look, as little as $2 a month makes a difference to us. Indeed, 
we fell below by $2. So that triggered all of this. Uh, so it really makes a difference. Hitting us up at patreon.com slash no proscenium not only powers the podcast and websites for no pro and everything immersive, it also gets you into our member only discord. In fact, We've started scheduling backer-only and professional hangouts in the Discord, weaving together our community a little tighter over coffee, something I'm getting myself up to up early to wake up for. I wrote that one way, I read it another way, and I said it a whole third way. If you're already a backer, don't forget to link your Patreon account to Discord and drop a review on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice and share the articles you find useful on your social media platform of choice. It helps. It really helps. We are always no proscenium, except on Insta, where we are no underscore proscenium. As always, big thanks to our sustaining backers, and I got to take a breath here. Samu Mystery, Chris Woolman, Samantha Davison, Eric Shamlin, Elaine, Daryl, John Boulette, Jay Bushman, Jerome Joseph Gentis, Tom Leonetti McGuire, Kurt Collins, Winthorne, Ryan, David Bassick, Richard Ayers, Lonnie Hanson, Lecker LeCool, the Ministry of Peculiarities, and Jan Budman. Thank you all. I wouldn't be here without you. We're also on the lookout for community partners who are up for working out special deals for our backers. Hit me up at noah at noprosinium.com for details. I'll, I'll probably get to it in June because, because of how wild everything is right now. And on that note, let's get into the show. Fresh off a run of a remastered edition of the award-winning Claws at the Overlook Film Festival comes Evan Nyden, the artistic director of Candlehouse Collective. Candlehouse is known for creating intense, intimate work, often delivered over the phone, something they've been doing for years now, and have even developed the Firestarter Initiative, where they have helped emerging artists find their own voices in this unique format. Evan is here with us today to talk about that and the ongoing Lennox Mutual, a serialized experience of sorts that is often the talk of no pro review crew meetups. Evan, thanks for taking the time again to talk to us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited, I'm excited to get into it. So uh, you were just kind of at the Overlook Film Festival, as we were talking about beforehand, uh, delivering Claws. For those who don't know Claws, uh, what's what's the elevator pitch here on that show? So uh, Claws is a telephonic thriller uh, that we've been running for about three years now um, that is a one-on-one -on -one experience performed live uh, over, as the subtitle suggests, a phone call. Um, following the, uh, an encounter that a 16 year old kid named Danny has with a monster that he's trapped in his closet, the twist, the monster looks and sounds just like him. Uh, and as time goes on and, um, and you, you learn more and more about the situation, it becomes less and less clear which side of the closet door, the danger is really on. This you mentioned you've been running this for a few years now and you got invited over to the overlook uh which was in new orleans uh last week as we're recording this i think it'll be like maybe two weeks out since uh when it when this lands uh how'd that come about how'd that connection uh to doing it uh, for the film festival folks 
Yeah, so uh, we'd been um, we'd been uh, chatting with um, the folks at Overlook for a couple years, actually. Uh, the The last time we did, I th- don't quote me on this, but I think the last time that we did was um, setting up for the twenty twenty Overlook, which you know. I don't know. But, you know, obviously that uh, that couldn't pan out as planned. Um, and then from there, it was sort of it was something that uh, we we connected about in um, 2021 and then before this year's. Uh, and finally, um, uh, Brian Bishop reached out who the immersive curator for this year and um, who, I, who I think you had on the, the podcast a few weeks ago. And yeah. um uh asked if if um we'd be interested in bringing something to the something to the festival and for a while we were trying to figure out what that was but you know the inevitable answer was the you know we have we have this horror piece that's been that's been running forever and overlook is a horror festival it was kind of a it's kind of a perfect match and this is not the memory serves not the first time you've done claws in the context of a festival right no, so this will be the the fourth time. Um, so we'd uh, it first went to Five R's, um, where it uh, I think it won um, People's Choice for for Best Interactive, um, and then uh, then went to Indiecade, um, uh, and we and we for with and won another award from that. We went to Lonely Wolf, uh, which um, and then most recently, yeah, Overlook. Oh, what's Lonely Wolf? I don't, I don't actually know. Uh, Lonely Wolf Film Festival is, I uh, is a more traditional um, film festival, but they have a really like a non-genre film festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have a really like vibrant category for new media. A lot of the stuff that got nominated was really, really, really cool. Um, and uh, so that that was that was sort of the 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 niche we filled and ended up um, uh, snagging a snagging an award for. Oh, cool. Yeah, you'll have to shoot me the information on that because, like, I'm always on the lookout for like. There, there's a couple of, you know, film festivals that have this category. I mean, obviously, some of the bigs, you know, Tribeca, Longtime Sundance was doing, you know, the New Frontier. I don't I no longer know what the status is on that. Uh, and then there's there are a couple others. Overlook's been great. Uh, and then like Landon Zackheim was one of the founders of Overlook, also programs at the Denver Film Festival for immersive and interactive work. But yeah, every time I hear about a new one, I'm like, oh yeah, get that on our radar. We can send people <laughs> their way. It's what we what we live for. Um, shifting gears for a second here, I mentioned Firestarter Initiative at the top of this interview, and this is something I'm really excited that you're doing because, you know, as things go, you're a pretty young company, right? Like compared to like other immersive companies are kind of like, you know, almost old in the long in the tooth here, right? You know, like there are mm. immersive companies like max out at like 10, 12 years old. So, you know, you got four or five years on you. Suddenly it's like, oh, you know, like you're you're not even a teenager anymore in uh, in dog years. <laughs> but um, but you've taken upon yourself to help other artists find their voice in, in this format that you do. How'd that come about? Yeah, so uh, so Firestarter. We're, uh, this is something that I'm really excited to talk about. That we're that we're really proud of. Um, so, like you said, the the Firestarter Initiative is a uh, it's a it's a it's a project incubator um, for new and upcoming creators of um, of immersive theater. Uh, it it started when um, Katie Murphy, who's now our director of education, uh, brought uh, a p- pitched an idea for a piece to me. This sort of fully fledged. Um, uh, at the time it wasn't multi-day, but it became multi-day experience called Lovers Anonymous, um, that, uh, 
em embraced what we had just started doing with another piece called On the Serenity of Oranges, um, with uh, multimedia, you know, uh, phone calls and video and, and uh, embracing other mediums that we'd used in the past, text, email, uh, uh, recorded audio, recorded video, etc. Um, and at that point, Katie had been performing in a piece that uh, I wrote that we'd been running for a while called Next Time, which it was the sort of... Uh, you know, joyride comedy through a bureaucratic afterlife. Um, and so when she came with this idea, I, I was pretty hooked. Um, and we, we, uh, we dove into it and that, and, and our work on that together sort of began to define, you know, I, I, I effectively, um, having performed in next time and then doing that, um, I, got to teach someone for the first time this uh, style of immersive theater and this sort of um, codification of immersive theater that I that I put together back in 2018. And it was the first time I'd ever taught it to someone. And, um, and after that, um, we, we realized that this could be something that we could further, you know, codify and, and use as a tool, the, 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 path that she went down we could you know replicate it and refine it uh to make it uh an avenue by which other creators with you know maybe even less experience to really fully immerse uh immerse themselves in what creating interactive theater is because there's so and any and any you know creators of um or lovers of or or whatever who listening like no there is so much that goes into creating any immersive piece, any, any, you know, right. no matter what you're doing, it's so, there's so much to consider. And it's so, most of the time, so different from. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a blank slate, right? You know, you get this, like, you know, the, 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 the ultimate version of, you know, the empty space. Yeah. It's it's the empty world, you know. There you can go in any direction when it's experiential, and so just sort of picking a lane and and and, and where to start and having giving people some limitations has actually got to like help folks with the creative process. Yeah, it's the only art form I can think of where you pretty much literally have to start from scratch every single time um, because the form and the 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 content are so kind of inexorably linked that you that you you're recreating the rules of the space, the magic circle, every time you do it. There, you know, there's no convention except the one that you create and establish. Um, you know, and 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 from there, from realizing that, from realizing that this was a codifiable thing, uh, we had um, uh, our 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 second Firestarter piece. It was our first kind of external um, uh, person, James Labella, come in and write a piece called "I Cut Myself Shaving and It Bled So Much." Uh, and we are now, and then, um, Katie created another, um, micro experience called Leo season. And we are now in the middle of Firestarter installment four, which is going wonderfully well. One of the things I tended to find back when I was teaching theater is that I started to understand more about the craft by trying to explain things or trying to lead people through stuff. What do you feel like you've learned about immersive and about your particular type of immersive by taking on the role of mentor? 
I th- <laughs> just easy um, questions today, Evan. I'm just I just want to take a meatball <laughs> and put it on the plate. I'm going to tee it up for you. You know, I'm not going to jump out of the shadows and be like, oh, I want you to think deeply about your craft. No, it's it's you such know? a fabulous it's such a fabulous question. Um, I because these are things that are I'm I'm constantly thinking about, and and the tricky part is just like the tricky part with Firestarter is just putting it all into words. You know, because um, yeah. that's the th- that's the thing is I've only ever really had to do this in the interior, do this kind of in my own head, more or less, and um, right, and right. not really explain it. Uh, and, um, you well, know, was there even, a particular even, moment? Was there something like where you like, like to get on that? Cause, cause you're dead on right. Right. You know, like that moment where, you know, you, you have to get it out of your own head and into someone yeah. else's. Right. Like, can you, can you think of a moment where something clicked for you? Like by, in that process, I mean, this is hard to like put someone on the spot this way, yeah. right? You know, but no, like, no. But is I, there one that stands out? Yeah, I, 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 I think there was kind of a particular moment uh, when I was working with Katie on Lovers Anonymous. I, um, I, you know, there there had been times where I endeavored to explain stuff before, and sometimes some things went, you know, better than others. But but in that moment, I realized, tr- you know, immersive specifically the kind of interactive work that we do lends itself to baptism by fire. So the best thing to do, what, what we, what we've done with, with Firestarter is we have a development phase. And then as soon as humanly possible, as you know, within reason, um, we, we have a workshop, we have a workshop where it is, um, the piece is, uh, you know, taken by an actor, um, or a, or a, or a number of actors and, um, and we go through it and and sometimes there are these sort of beautiful moments that that work like gangbusters and other times there are moments that completely fall on their face but getting to see you know immersive is so transient and so kind of indescribable that really you know even in development the only way one the best way i should say the best way to learn how to do it is to play with live ammunition and to <laughs> to see the results of what what of what you're doing happen in real time. Yeah. I think I, I think any feedback coming from a place of having already having sort of seen the result is is infinitely more helpful. That makes a lot of sense. Like, I mean, I always say, you know, immersive, you know, doesn't survive contact with the enemy as it were, right? Like no plan, <laughs> you know, like you don't really know what a show is until you've put it up on its feet. Like everything is theory until you put the audience in and then it just changes completely. And, and in so many ways, it's also a good litmus test for whether or not you are making this kind of work is if you put the audience in and, and you don't have to change anything you might not be actually creating even on the level of just traversal stuff, right? Like if, if, if maybe we're talking about a piece where the audience has no verbal agency, can't change the story at all, but they can wander around and just take different angles. And if you're, if you know, if your choreography isn't changing because of that and you know, if, if in what you're doing, if the presence of someone on the other end of the phone isn't altering what's going on then it's like oh this could be a radio play right you know it it um 
that's one of the things that is that's that's one of the main criteria to you know the way that you the way that you apply is you is you um uh sort of submit a miniature a kind of a fragment of a treatment through the website um as as an application uh and and that 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 pro the prompt for that is readily available on our website but criteria number one is the participant or participants must be critical to the narrative not just they you know their presence has to change things they have to be a central point or it's not right for firestarter yeah oh and it's good that that's like right up front i, mean, I guess have you i mean not not to like <laughs> pull out the, the laundry and start going like where's this thing have you had a lot of people just like drop off what would make good radio plays and and pitch that stuff or or, or is that oh yeah are those in, oh, okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've had a, you know, we, we got a, a fair number of, of, of pitches this last round and um, looking through them, you know, we, 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 we had a shorthand after a while of looking over something and, you know, it, it, it plays in the head as you read it, you know, you get, and, um, and you look and you're like, okay, this is, this is a pretty, um, you know, fantastic story maybe, but what am I doing here? You know, because because uh, Jacob, mm. Katie, and I, um, the you know the leadership of Candlehouse, when we're looking through these pitches, we um, we ba we basically the the, the what we what we try to do is put ourselves in the we experience the treatment as a or the and the the pitch as a participant. Yeah, we start we you know we start doing that from square one. That framework alone. What am I doing here? Right. That question. Right is so key. I mean, so many times, like we have, we have this thing in, on everything immersive, right? Like on, on the website where we ask people like, what is the audience role? Right. And like, you know, someone all the time is like, sit back and enjoy the show. And like nine times out of 10, I get to just reject those. Right. It's like, ha, you don't get it. Uh, you know, like, I think I might, add in is like you know the suggestive te suggested text or like something next to it like as we revise that process you know audience role you know or maybe just comes up with the audience role on, on the user end but that the question is like all oh, what is the audience doing here like you know which is you know the long-form way of asking what is the audience's role but not everyone clues in on that it's it's so succinct what am i doing here uh can you answer that question um that's 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 so good. Like breaking these things down, trying to find a way to like, you say to learn someone this, <laughs> trying a way to teach someone this, trying to learn you how to do immersive, um, <laughs> you know, helps us define what the thing is itself. Um, pivoting gears again, I promised three things in here for folks. Uh, and, and the third one we're turning to is indeed something that uh, this weekend when this drops, if you want to, you'll get to hear a lot about, which is Lennox Mutual. Uh, we've actually recorded a, a number of what are going to become bonus episodes here on the cast or, or bonus segments on the cast, which will be uh, coming out not too long after this, uh, with the review crew and with you and one of your collaborators, um, all about this show. Uh, but we wanted because that those recordings went so so deep <laughs> into the lore so quickly. We wanted to give some framing here for folks, uh, and I just wanted to like you know reintroduce you know Candle House uh, to the the collective as a whole, the collective, your collective to our collective as a whole. <laughs> um, and that's uh, this this wonderful show you've been doing, Linux Mutual. 
which is your first serialized show. Uh, and I guess start us off again with like, you know, the, the top level pitch of like, what is this show that my staff uh, is obsessed with? So Lennox Mutual, like you said, is a, is a serialized, or as we call it, an episodic um, piece of performance art uh, in the form of what looks like a customer service phone tree. Uh, as with a lot of our pieces, it's performed live via phone call for an audience of one. Um, it is, at its core, uh, an interactive, kind of genre-bending, um, what we call a, a theatrical assemblage, that theatrical assemblage art, because uh, it, it borrows from... It's sort. It's an easier question, I think, to ask. Like, what what isn't Lennox Mutual? Um, just because it 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 has sort of uh, pieces of it in a lot of places. Um, you know, it borrows from text adventure, alternate reality games, uh, therapy, customer service calls, tabletop games, guided meditation. Um, you know, traditional theater. Uh, to name a few of the things it pulls on. Um, it's both. In equal measure, it's sort of self-driven and custom curated, um, and it evolves over a series of, of multiple calls. Uh, no two calls are ever going to be identical, and no one is ever going to experience all of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think, I think I'll leave it there, except to say it's it's designed for other other pieces we've done have been you know designed for. Um, you know, horror fans or comedy fans or this, I think I would, I would say Linux mutual is designed for anyone curious enough to spend 20 minutes on the phone with us and see what happens. And that the way it plays out is you have that first call. It is 20 minutes. And, and what's been interesting, um, what's been interesting here with the staff with no pro. Cause like there's, there's folks who have long been huge fans of y'all. And when you first dropped it, they were like first in the shoot to like go through and and the it sort of became this like dividing line. Like some people got super into it, dove deep, keep diving deeper. And some people, particularly folks I think who are seeing, you know, on some of the first calls that were happening, bounced off. And uh, I think a few of them have come back around and done a second call, you know, a few months later, particularly as some of the team members really talked it up. But but it it seemed to be really divisive. Was that was that something you sort of saw in your audience at least at the beginning of this process? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and and it, you know I I'm I it, it was among pretty much everyone. You know there there were no to my knowledge there were no really neutral reactions to it. What we got mm. were um, I mean and you know I, I guess I guess I wouldn't know if there were if there were a few, but for for the most part the reactions we heard were either. Uh, you know, uh, fascinated and wanting to dive back in and, and, um, and, you know, dig deeper into the, into this thing that, you know, in, in, into this, uh, into the surf, under the surface of this thing, or people who were almost offended by it, I think mm. is the right word. People who, um, who were offended because, you know, I, I think, it's our it's our reputation serving us a few different ways there because you know you said at the beginning we we um we we sort of we have a reputation for taking things a little more intense and Lennox Mutual doesn't necessarily begin with the same kind of intensity. Um, yeah, a massive it, tone it, shift, I think, from what people normally expect from you. 
Right. It you know the the experience, especially when it was first released, and and, and you know it's it, it, it's evolved in on all cylinders since then very very much. But when it when we first uh, dropped it, so to speak, um, it I think there I, I think I think it drew some people in like crazy and alienated other people like crazy for the same reason because it was so different from anything else we'd done, mm. and at the time that we weren't just okay with that it was actually kind of the goal to be like yeah not everyone's going not everyone's going to respond to this first call and that's that's fine because the people who do the people who come back the people you know um it re- it it rewards the return it rewards um the the investment uh and whatever that investment looks like for you cuz truly Whatever your type of investment, this this is also the first experience we've made where um, other other experiences are designed to accommodate any type of investment. This one is designed to this one is designed to be a playground for any type of invest investment. So no matter what way you want to engage with it, Lennox Mutual's got something for you. When did you know? Because of that initial reaction, and some people really into it, and some people bouncing off. When did you know that it was working when, or or when in your process of, you know, getting that real-time feedback, because you're playing with live ammunition, as you say, when did it click? When did you say like, oh, we've got it now? How, how long into the process was that? Um, so there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a Reddit community for Linux Mutual and, um, that started to kind of light up with a lot of question marks and mm. people were, you know, and, and, and again, they, they were, they were not, these were the people who came back, but even those people were confused. You know, they, they said, okay, I'm not totally sure what this is yet, but I know I have, I know there's more here. So they tried again and we, we, you know, at the beginning, uh, but before the, reddit you know became the size it is now um watching it grow and watching kind of people slowly key into what was happening i think there was a moment where joel uh joel myers olivia bear and myself joel Meyer, joel and olivia are my two collaborators on linux mutual um when we all realized that this you know that it had this sort of um the people were responding to it when those question marks started turning into realizations or started turning into conclusions or more questions even. But I think there's a difference between a question that's sort of satisfactory and then a question that opens doors. And a question that's satisfactory. Like a question that's satisfactory and a question that's open like, like a question... When you say question that's satisfactory, do you mean like one that has an so, answer? Uh, yeah, a question that's satisfactory might just, you know, might, could be, um, you know, w- w- what am I doing here? What's what's the point of this? Versus a question mm. that opens doors might be, you know, I heard this thing and this is what this is what the the purpose of Linux Mutual purports to be. And I heard this thing. And how are the two related? You know, so that you can play in, in that way. It's, you know, that's the part of it that pulls from alternate reality game. If that's the ro- if that's the way you choose to 
play it if you choose to play it at all rather than experience it or let it happen to you or you know investigate it it um it's one of many so i guess no i guess there wasn't one moment but over time it was just this gradual feeling of and especially as the experience grew and changed and adapted it was this feeling of this is a this is a sentient thing this is this is something that is not that yeah the the exterior may be difficult to you uh you might not be able to see the front door on the house mm. but until you find the door it'll at least be interesting <laughs> looking in through the windows <laughs> it's funny you should say that because like as you talk about it being a sentient thing i start to get flashbacks to um the early days of ARGs and the way the folks who created the ARG for the movie AI, uh, which was mm-hmm. known, you know, both as cloud makers or as the beast, depending on which, which side of the board you were sitting on uh, or, or when you encountered it and how they had planned months of material and the audience like busted through it in like, days if not hours and then suddenly they found themselves just racing to produce uh because it had taken on a life of its own and has that entered into your process here or because it's so you've got this reddit group mind going but also people are encountering this encountering this as individuals like they've got their own journey here um is it shaping your your development of this material uh, in that same way? I think yes and no. I because you know this this is a this is a without being too clear about anything because we can't have that. Um, no, no, yeah, no, we don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, this is a, this is a journey with at least one destination and Mm. we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be here right now if it weren't headed somewhere. But in terms, in, in terms of the, the literal day to day, or I should say the call to call, it's constantly adapting. It's constantly changing and improving and, you know, stuff is stuff is is always being added frankly i'm not sure if stuff will as long as this is running i'm not sure if stuff will ever stop being added because it responds to the people that use it um you know it it is it we we and and not just responds i think it it grows with the people who use it because at this point linux mutual has been running for almost a year and um we have the, for the folks who have been with us since near the beginning of that, we've gotten to kind of grow with them. Not there's not there's no kind of about it. We've gotten to grow with them, and we've gotten to, and Linux Mutual has been able to expand and adapt to them and um, make space for them. While also, um, sorry, you were going to say something. Oh no no, yeah, um, uh, make space for them while also uh beckoning them in deeper i dig i dig 
so for those who've gotten curious, um, again, what's what's the what's the commitment here? Uh, you know, because the way some of our staff talks about it, it's like I think some of them are on their twentieth call. <gasps> but like, what, what's the what's the actual commitment when it comes to dipping your toe into into the Lennox Mutual Pool? If you if we're talking dipping your toe. 20 minutes of your yeah. time and uh you know pay what you can starting at five bucks it's um you know it would be it, up to the ankle then like like <laughs> like how, how how many how many calls do you think you know someone can can kind of walk away with like all this 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 is a this is like an arc or this is like an act or a chapter or or a, you know or a, yeah an arc yeah one of one of the central people points of Linux Mutual is, is every on at the end of every single call, minor spoiler alert, sorry. Um, at the end of every single call, there's a question. Do you feel like you spent your time wisely? And the answer to that might be yes sometimes, it might be no sometimes, and sometimes you might have no idea. But I think the, I think the question that should guide that question um, of of you know what is an arc, what is a what is a complete circuit? is how much time do you feel like it's worth at the end of a call do you feel like you spent your time wisely uh and if not you know and and if so come on back and if not what does that mean you know uh did you not spend your time wisely because of the choices you made did you not spend your time wisely because of what was given to you um do you feel like there were things being hidden and you know so even then it's a it's another question of if you, you don't feel like you spent your time wisely, okay. If you, there, but there's always a chance to try again. That's nice. I like that. Always a chance to try again. A game of second chances, as it were. Well, Evan, we spent our time wisely with you today. Um, I, I, I will, I will say, uh, at least I know I did. Uh, for those who want to connect in, for those who want to check out Linux Mutual, for those who want to catch up with what else Candlehouse is doing, where should they go? Uh, you can find us at candlehousecollective.com on a web browser near you. You can find us at Candlehouse Collective on Instagram or Candlehouse Call, C-O-L-L for Collective at the uh, um, on Twitter. Uh, and um, yeah, our web our our website is the best place to um, to get is the is the place to get tickets, the place to submit for Firestarter, and our Instagram has the most up to date information about what's on the way. Fantastic, Evan. Thank you again. Of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank Evan for being our guest on the show this week. Check the show notes to see how you can grab a ticket to Candlehouse Collective's latest works. Something I didn't mention at the top of the show, mostly because there was so much to read, is that Evan is one of our speakers at the Next Stage Immersive Summit this year. Evan, along with Jacob Leaf, will be talking about Candlehouse Collective's 
unique business model as we put a spotlight on how creators uh, do what they do in a sustainable fashion. Evan will also be talking on our Intimate Immersive Creators Salon. What's what's the actual name of that thing? Um, I, I know it by what I have in, in my brain and not necessarily the name that we gave it for everyone. Uh, here we go. Da, 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 as I go through the schedule. Uh, no, no, not that. No, yes. Uh, nope. Uh, yes. Okay. Creating Intimate Immersive Experiences Salon. Ooh, it's one of the salons. Uh, and that's got folks from Whisper Lodge. It's got uh, Shavana Lachlan. It's got folks from Tales by Candlelight, along with Evan. A really good group of people who very much know their way around creating intimate immersive experiences. And because it's one of our salons, it means it's a participatory session. So uh, don't expect to be sitting back and listening. Expect to be talking with everyone as part of it. Uh, Again, all that's coming up June 2nd through 4th, which is basically here, which is why I'm increasingly unhinged. Um, uh, check the show notes. Uh, you can get your badge if you haven't already. Um, this is another short week. Uh, and uh, possibly, maybe this weekend, that bonus material will pop up. Maybe it'll just pop up randomly at some point in the feed. Uh, because there is a lot to be done as we hit the road uh, to the summit. Uh, just, just oodles and oodles and oodles of work. Uh, and, uh, I should probably go rest up a little bit. I'm recording this on Thursday night and, uh, there'll be more to go. Just, it doesn't stop y'all. It, it, none of this, none of this stops. It just doesn't stop, which is good, which is great. Uh, we've actually, one of the things I did this week was I recorded a whole bunch of podcasts. So all of that's in the can, uh, pretty much uh, through the middle of June so that we can have a breather literally taking us to, I think, episode uh, 395, which uh, when I, I put that one to bed, I was like, oh, we're we're getting really close here, aren't we? Uh, we're, we're coming up on episode 400, uh, which is just a little wild to me. We always hit our, that, the, the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the hundred anniversaries in uh, July. So uh, that's coming up real quick here. And yeah, um, we're, we're going to get to do that. <laughs> Very least, I can guarantee you that much. We'll get to episode 400. What happens past that? I have no idea anymore. Uh, Patreon.com slash no proscenium. Okay, anything else from here would just be increasingly unhinged. Uh, And even though it's for just like 42 minutes in the episode, uh, that's it for this week. That's it. That's it. I'm sparing you uh, any more of just just whatever might just come out of my mouth next. Um... (laughs) Mostly because I'm just procrastinating now. There are things I'm supposed to go do, so I'm going to go do them. The associate producer of this podcast is Parker Sella. Music for No Persinium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society and Solar, the podcast. Special thanks to Siobhan Lachlan for voicing our intro. This madness is mine. I'm Noah Nelson. And until next time, I'll see you at the show. <laughs>